Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. We have a new arrangement tonight, and so we're trying to navigate around that. As I preach in your hearing, wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, <coughs> wokeism is deceptionism. Uh, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And that's all I'm going to read at this point. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the power of prayer and the peace that comes through prayer to you. I am reminded of your holy word that you gave, Lord Jesus Christ, as a precept, men ought always to pray and not to faint. <clears throat> you said, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And someone, some theologian said this is talking about continuing to ask, continuing to seek continuing to knock, to be importunate, which we learned in Luke 18 from the precept, when it comes, uh, uh, which we learned in another passage, rather, uh, uh, in two different passages. I'm reminded of the knock at midnight as well, preached by Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And Holy Father God, but coming from your holy word. You said, pray without ceasing. Pray always. Continue instant in prayer. So Lord, grant us your grace and your strength in these times and the power of your Holy Spirit to do exactly that. Now, Holy Father God, as I told my wife today and you heard me tell her, uh, twice, that because I am preaching on this series and continuing the other service as well, for both are needed, uh, because by your grace I am praying without ceasing and praying for others and uh, praying always striving to do that, uh, praying always, continuing instant in prayer, encouraging other people to pray, telling my wife to pray, and then encouraging people to read three to five chapters a day in your Holy Word every day until next Thanksgiving. Uh, for those of us who are born again and saved, <coughs> On top of that, Lord, uh, uh, editing a and writing for 
a worldwide publication uh, where the gospel is contained and Holy Father God I thank you Lord and then on top of that as I told my children today writing them texts and letters every day encouraging them in the faith and uh, challenging them to be the witnesses that they should be for you and uh, the devil hates all of this stuff and Lord I, I do not think we understand how much the devil hates prayer and hates people promoting prayer and encouraging other people to pray and to pray without ceasing uh, how the devil hates the preaching and the teaching of your holy word in season and out of season we are to reprove reprove rebuke and to preach your holy word the whole counsel of God and as uh, you have made clear to us uh, we do not love people if we don't tell them the truth and the truth because we're so wicked and so evil hurts even church people and so Holy Father God I uh, praise you and I thank you tonight hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven Lord I know that you're coming back to set everything in order and straight I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ the Prince of Peace and the King of Kings and Lord of Lords I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Ghost and your Holy Word I praise you and I thank you uh, for your love your mercy and your grace I thank you and I praise you for healing Lord, my, uh, uh, one of my, uh, uh, well, my feet, so that I can stand and preach. And Lord, I do pray, and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial, material, protection, and mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us all who are saved. And <clears throat> Holy Father God, I pray tonight that uh, you would have mercy and grace upon such wretched and wicked and evil and ungodly people as we are who are even saved and born again by your grace please forgive us of our sins our failures and our faults crush and crucify our wicked evil and ungodly flesh and the old man within us and fill us Lord with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit Deliver us, Lord, tonight from temptation, evil, and sin. 
Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray uh, that, Lord, you will help us to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I do pray also tonight that you would indeed uh, help us to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. I also pray, Holy Father God, tonight for the salvation of my own family members and especially my own wife, Marika White, uh, who still to this day does not act like a born-again person, who does not act like a saved person in she realizes, I do believe, that she cannot fake this Christian life. She's tried to do it for so many years and is undoable. And I am praying for her own good to believe in you, uh, to trust in you. This is so important. It cannot possibly be a private matter at this point uh, lest she die in deception and lost and on her way to a devil's hell. So, Lord God in heaven, I do pray that you would uh, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her heart, mind, soul, and spirit, which I see. Uh, she hides from her, uh, she tries to hide it from her children, uh, her grown children, for sure, but uh, they have seen it down through the years. And uh, I know that her family would like to uh, revise history and even try to do it with my children, but that cannot be done. And I pray for Marika White's own good that she uh, would see the light, believe in you, repent of her sins, and... Uh, so that she can live the Christian life, but not live it in her strength, but in your strength. As you have taught me to do, and you've taught other Christians to do as well. I pray the same prayer for her mother, for her siblings, for her aunts and other family members. And Lord, I pray that you'll have your Holy Ghost to not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior. Lord God in heaven, I pray this for my mother, my siblings, and all other family members who are religious but lost and who do not understand the gospel uh, and do not understand the principle that when you said, if you love me, keep my commandments, this will be happening. This should be happening in a person who's truly born again. And so, Lord, uh, 
Lord help them to understand the principle that you said if uh, you said uh, why call ye me Lord Lord and do not the things which I say and you also said many will say to you in that day Lord Lord but you will say I never knew you you workers of iniquity I don't want anybody in my family, anybody in this audience, in the on-demand audience, wherever they hear this message, and we thank you, Lord, for uh, the thousands who hear these messages uh, in different ways and forms, and uh, uh, on-demand, on multiple platforms. And Lord, uh, because when your word is preached, no matter how many devils try to hinder it, and try to stop it. You will get it through to the people who need it. And because you have all power in your hands. And nothing is impossible <coughs> with you. And so Holy Father God. Save those who are lost in this world. Revive those who are saved. Heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And draw them to yourself for salvation. For, Lord, we know in your eternal holy word that you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so, Lord, we know that you have a burden for souls way more than we do. And so, Lord, all the least we can do is pray and pass out some gospel literature and preach your holy word and your holy gospel every day. That's the least we can do. And so, Lord, because, because we know that we are uh, helping you, and you're the one who's the, great, the greatest soul winner of all time. And so, Holy Father God, I pray tonight, I do thank you so much for the powerful message on last night. Thank you for uh, my son, Daniel Ezekiel, helping me with that powerful message. And we didn't even get into it deep last night uh, hopefully on message number 500 on next Wednesday we will go further but I doubt if we'll finish the series uh, but I do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you will help us to remember the text and how that you give us grace and strength and when we are at our weakest at our lowest uh, then your strength shows up and shows out, and I've seen that many times down through the years. In fact, I see it more and more every day. And so, Holy Father God, I thank you that we can glory in our problems, troubles, tribulations, trials, thorns in the flesh, infirmities, tensions. Thank you, Lord, that we can have cheerfulness, have cheer, rather, in those things. Thank you, Lord, that we can glory in those things. Thank you, Lord, that we can have pleasure in those things. That is a new concept to this world that most people to this day that you taught before you left to go back to heaven. Uh, but to this day, many people in the church uh, do not understand it. In fact, they have tried to flip it around to be something that it is not. And even though, Lord, I thank you for this ability, uh, this grace, this strength that you give, 
when I'm at my lowest and when I'm at my weakness to endure thorns in the flesh, to endure the devil working through my own wife. People don't see it. People don't know. And now that the children are living, are grown and living on their own, uh, she's even worse. And I have to deal with this devilish, demonic spirit and woman uh, all day long. Never cheerful, never joyful, never happy about anything. Uh, and, and she's been this way for 35 years. Never has changed. Mad about everything. Always trying to hinder uh, your ministry. In fact, she gets even worse when it's time to pray and to read the Bible, as always. She gets worse when uh, I'm writing a letter to my children and I'm having her to type it. Uh, she gets worse when right before the services. She gets worse when it's time for us to sit down and read uh, three to five chapters of the Bible in the chronological uh, Bible. And that's just the devil. It's not her. Uh, it's not. It's a flesh. It's not a flesh and blood situation. Uh, she is, uh, uh, and you have blessed us to be in a good situation. And uh, my children support me in the ministry. And there's a lot that they do that she does not have to do. Uh, when it's time for her to do uh, ministry work, uh, just a total, total demon possession. Uh, happens and I'm not the only one I'm saying it out loud I know that my sweet evangelical friends and preachers don't like it especially their pastor the pastor's wives because they have to deal with it too and it may not be the wife it may be a child it may be somebody uh, in the church or whatever the case might be but it's a real situation and it is the devil it is not the person we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, as you told us, and uh, but it's a uh, bad thing to have to deal with. And if uh, someone came by or popped up, she would totally change and act like she's the happiest person in the world. And that's just not the case. And so I thank you, Lord, for the liberty and the ability to be transparent about this because there are thousands of other people who are living with a hypocrite, a phony, a person who's not saved, who's trying to act like they're saved, but they are failing because they're doing it in the flesh. So I pray that your Holy Ghost would not give the people in my family, in this audience, around the world, rest, who are religious but lost. Open their blinded eyes, help them to be humble and admit that they have been phonies all of these years and that they need to truly humble themselves and get saved. At the same time, Lord, I praise you and I thank you that uh, my wife and I are celebrating this month, by your grace, 35 years of marriage, uh, and only you could have done that. And uh, I thank you for the good parts of the marriage, the sex on demand. I thank you for the good parts of the marriage, how that she uh, massages my legs and my feet after standing here preaching. Uh, she does not have a problem doing that, probably because the church service is over. I don't know. And I thank you, Lord, for all of the dirty jobs that she has to do that I don't have to do. And uh, 
uh, I thank you for that help. And so I thank you for the good, and I thank you for the bad, uh, the thorn part, the thorn in the flesh part. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for it all. Because, Lord, you're helping a lot of people uh, by uh, someone telling the truth about what the, the devil is doing in their marriage and in their family and to help them to understand that you can stay married even with a devil, uh, a woman who is, uh, or a spouse who is demon-possessed, uh, if you understand that it is the devil and is not the human being, it's not flesh and blood. So, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the same time, I pray that you deliver me from these thorns in the flesh. Uh, deliver me from all of these uh, uh, distresses and afflictions, cares, worries, anxieties, troubles, problems, fears from our feeble hearts. I pray this for my entire family and especially my children and everybody, Lord, uh, uh, who is saved in this country, in this audience, and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, bless Brother Israel, and Lord, I pray also, and we thank you for his service. I pray also in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would indeed um, deliver us from all of our persecutions, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. Deliver us tonight, Lord, from all of our spiritual and mental physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties. Lord, help all of my children to finish what they started. Thank you, Lord. Five have graduated. We have two more to go. And Lord, I still pray that they would be champions for Christ in spite of uh, some foolishness that has taken place at the university. And uh, I thank you for the privilege to see my children graduate from a Christian college, uh, even though some people at the college don't act like Christians. I pray that you will save them and change their lives. And then, Lord, thank you for all that they have uh, experienced uh, so that they will keep their faith and trust in you and not in man and not in woman. And Lord, I pray not only for my children, but the thousands of other children who are caught up in this demonic woke world, and so many are losing their lives because of it. Thank you for showing me and leading me to preach uh, that wokeism leads to depression. It leads to unhappiness. It leads to a joyless life. It leads to uh, nihilism. It leads to death, and it leads to suicide because it will steal any hope, any joy, or any peace, or any goals that will make a person get up in their lives and do great things. This is why I believe the beautiful young Miss USA jumped off of a building in New York. She had it all. Nobody had it better than she did. 
Her parents were divorced, of course, uh, and no doubt that's a big factor, but uh, wokeism is a big factor as well. Uh, it leads to this foolishness, and so many people are dying because of wokeism, and so many evil things are happening in our society like never before because wokeism is deceptionism. Uh, it has, uh, 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 people are receiving and accepting a strong delusion, and most people don't have what it takes to fight against it. Protect, Lord, all of my children. Protect all of the children in this audience and around the globe. And their parents uh, as well. For many people who ought to know better are woke as well. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that uh, you will... Uh, first, I thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. I thank you, Lord, for remembering mercy, love, and grace uh, towards us, even though we are being chastised and rebuked by you. And, uh, Lord, uh, we pray that you would continue to deal with us and deal with those who are lost, for they are blinded, they are deceived, they are dead in their trespasses and sins, but yet they think they are woke. Open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears because, Lord, as you have told us, nothing is impossible for you. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you will bless and protect, as I prayed earlier today, all of my children. Protect us all as a family uh, and protect the children of the people gathered on around the world and on demand. Protect us all who name the name of Christ from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And uh, so, Lord, by your leading me to lead others to get back into the Word and to read three to five to six chapters a day, in your holy word through the chronological bible until next thanksgiving the devil is mad as he could be and i have uh, i have not seen my wife like this uh in a while uh but when we started these new initiatives uh the devil is jumping all over me and trying to stop me trying to hinder me and uh i thank you for showing me that and giving me the victory to march on. Thank you so much. And the devil is attacking my children because they still help me in the ministry even though uh, there are people who don't want them to help me in the ministry. Uh, the devil certainly doesn't. And the devil has attacked every last one of them. All seven of my children who helped me in the ministry. They're being attacked by the devil because of what they have done. Uh, setting up the foundation for this ministry, the, especially the, um, the uh, internet side, the digital side. Uh, they're the ones responsible for setting it up, setting that up. And I didn't even believe in the internet. I didn't, I didn't believe that the internet could be used for the gospel. But it was exponential uh, and has been exponential in growth uh, since the, uh, the, the bedrock foundation was set. 
starting back in 1983. And, uh, 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 and, and, and so we, uh, back then, Lord, as you know, I never even thought about a digital age, internet age. I, this is all amazing uh, to me. So the devil hates them and uh, trying to get them to turn against you. And I thank you, Lord, that they are holding on and still helping their father in the ministry. But help them to know that the devil wants them to stop and he's fighting against them. And Lord, help them to put on the whole arm of God as I pray for the whole arm of God to be put on them and me and this family. And Lord God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, place upon us indeed the whole arm of God. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Lord, have all that we do and say to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the glory, praise, and honor of Jesus Christ. Place upon us, Lord, uh, the precious blood of Christ. Surround us with the band of your holy angels. Protect us throughout this evening and tonight, all night long. Lord, surround us with your protection. We pray the same for all of the people and their families in this audience, in the on-demand audience, and uh, on all platforms around, across the country and around the globe. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. We're living in perilous times. I have uh, given you the definition of that. And uh, perilous times, dangerous times. difficult times, hard times, and uh, most people in the church are having a hard time with perilous times, and some are falling away. As we continue, though, some think that any attention paid to the last days or biblical prophecy pardon me is frivolous uh, we should be able to discern when the last days are or at least when world conditions are like the Bible described they would be in the end in the last days and I have heard preachers say I've never heard a preacher preach this but I have heard preachers say in conversation and I've heard it by the hearing of the ear that uh, especially from pastors that we ought not to deal with uh, prophecy and the second coming and because it oftentimes ends in speculation and we really don't know and uh, one Southern Baptist preacher put it very cutely uh, 
one time, and I'm not getting exactly all of his words, exactly how he said it, but his emphasis was, and his uh, point was, that uh, I don't know if it's premillennial, amillennial, or postmillennial, uh, but uh, we need to deal with uh, the second coming of Christ. I don't know if it's premillennial, uh, postmillennial, or amillennial, um, but uh, what we need to focus on is right now. Is basically what he said, and that's how many pastors think. That's how many pastors. That's how they talk. They, they you you will hardly ever hear a pastor preach on the second coming of Christ. Uh, there are some pastors who have a double calling, and uh, such as Dr. David Jeremiah, and Dr. Charles Stanley, Dr. Tony Evans, and they'll deal with it thoroughly. But most pastors, they is all about felt needs and what they think the people need. By the way, that's the difference between a pastor and a prophet. It's very easy for me to preach. It's hard to preach because people don't want to hear it. And by the way, preachers, uh, the point of preaching the gospel and the word of God is not to be popular. John the Baptist was not popular. Jesus Christ was not popular. They crucified him. Okay, so it's time out. Time out, my brethren or my fake brethren, of, of, of trying to be popular. Because see, if that's your goal, then you're going to compromise the word of God. You're going to compromise your preaching because your goal is to um, get a crowd to like you. And uh, that's not the goal. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ even dealt with that uh, when he talked about uh, don't, uh, don't worry about becoming popular. Be faithful. Be truthful. Uh, Noah was not popular. He was a prophet. None of the prophets were popular. And they were no, none of them were popular like the priests and the pastors. To this day, that's the way it is. My job as a prophet and as an evangelist is to, a part of my job, is to motivate pastors to do the work of an evangelist and to do the work of a prophet. It's not in them to do it. They don't want to do it. It goes against the grain. It's painful. They want to be liked. They, they, some have been honest and transparent and has, they have admitted that. I know this. They want to be liked. They want to be loved like everybody else, and, and they're more concerned about meeting the needs of the sheep and what they want. But in this day and time, everybody should be able to see it's not about what the sheep want. We've got to do what God wants, what Jesus wants, and that's the job of the prophet. Okay? And, uh, and, and there's a difference, and we still ought to love one another, but... Um, the prophet's message is normally not going to be fun and games. We, we're not going to be able to sit around and shoot the breeze with each other and go play golfing. And, uh, okay, because it becomes adversarial. 
it becomes adversarial. The prophet does not try to make it that, but he's just going to be uh, more concerned about what God wants, not what the people want and not what you want, Pastor. See? There are sanguine brethren who are looking forward to everything growing better and better and better. And you know what you know what has happened and you know what is happening in this day of wokeism, uh, the day of the blob of Beelzebub, the day of deception. The woke pastors, quite frankly, along with their uh, and the Judas pastors, along with their worldly uh, uh, cohorts, you know what they're doing? They are preparing the so-called church. It is the fallen away church. It's not Jesus' church. It's the Laodicean church. It is the Judas church. But see, they have made up their mind they're going to just go on without Jesus. This is a revelation to you. I'm telling you, God just told me to tell you that. That's what's happening. We've seen the transition right now. And let me say something to you Bible-believing Christians who did not step up and do what you uh, know you should have done. The woke pastors and the woke devilish people in the woke world, they whipped behinds and took names and and they are handing your behind back to you. I hate to put it this way, but I don't want you to ever forget it. That's what has happened. But we we be the Jesus followers. Are you really? Did you stand up for Jesus when they were doing it? I warned you for 10 years. Did you stand up for Jesus when they they were doing it to you? Well, they have one. All things are possible with God. He can revive anybody, everybody. Are you, are you prepared to be revived? Are you doing what you are supposed to do to be revived? Or do you have a wicked heart of Judas and of the Laodicean church? And it's all about you. God gave me a thought today. I, was, I preached twice last night, and so I was resting uh, this morning and God gave me a thought that you know the truth of the matter is one of the major deceptions in the church today one of the delusions is that we lie and we say is all about Jesus but it's not is all about us now you can take that put it in your hat uh, and whatever they told you to do with your hat uh, but you can uh, take that right there to the bank. Let me put it that way. You can take that to the bank. You could take that right there to the bank, what I just told you. We have thousands of people saying it's about, all about Jesus when in reality is all about us, and that has been the downfall of the modern church. 
You remember the dead prosperity gospel? That's what it was about. It was about us. To this day, it is about us. It's about the people. What they want from God, what they want from Jesus. And how God put up with it shows you the grace and love and patience of God, my dear friends. But I will tell you this. God is nobody to play with. You can think you're getting over all you want to with God. But God is nobody to play with. Brethren, sanguine brethren. There are sanguine brethren who are looking forward to everything growing better and better and better until at last this present age ripens into a millennium beautiful. They will not be able to sustain their hopes for Holy Scripture gives them no solid basis to rest upon regarding that. Apart from the second advent of our Lord, the world is more likely to sink into a pandemonium. That's a word for you. That's where we are today. All kinds of weird things are happening that did not even happen 10 years ago. A young black man made it to the University of Virginia. If the University of Virginia is not Ivy League, it is close. It is up there with Ivy League schools. They're seen as a a prestigious university. Turn around and blow the brains out of three young black men. That's wokeism for you. That's the spirit of wokeism. And yes, it's been around for a while now. Four college students in Idaho did. Nobody knows why. FedEx driver. He said today he killed the child with his bare hands. Demon possession. And te- he did. He made one mistake. He did it in Texas. And Texas does not play that. You're going to the electric chair. Thank God. You know what he said? He said he, he hit her with the truck. And she was going to tell her father. Okay. And that's what made him put her in the truck. And then, can you imagine that? A FedEx truck. And choked her, choked the life out of her. People are demon possessed. People who may look like they halfway got it together. Like I've been telling you for years, you better leave them alone. Don't respond. If somebody drives by you and gives you the finger, don't look at them and you keep on going. Just make sure they don't have a gun in their hand. And you, and you slow down, let them go. Pandemonium all around the world. Then to rise into a millennium. 
No, 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 my dear friends, we are going into the tribulation. And uh, we're not in it yet. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, you have not seen anything yet. You have not seen anything yet. And so, dear friends, before I uh, share the gospel with you, allow me to say a few things to show you wokeism in my own family. The, uh, the power of wokeism. And wokeism is in your family. Uh, uh, if you have extended family members who did not grow up un under the gospel, uh, wokeism is a spirit. You can't stop it. All you can do is pray against it, read the Bible, the truth against it, and obey the Bible and go on with your life. It is a spirit. And there are people succumbing to it. Some don't even know they're succumbing to it. Some of them have been brainwashed and they don't even know they have been brainwashed. And only God can deliver them. <clears throat> One lady hired a woke, wokeism deprogrammer for her daughter. And they didn't give us a time as to how long that took, but it took a while. And he, she was able to pay him $300 a day. She had already paid half a million dollars for her child to go to college. That's where she was brainwashed. And then uh, she spent thousands of dollars to deprogram her from the college education that she received. That's so sad. And, and don't think many Christian universities are any different. Sad to say. Now, I, I believe that the university that I sent my children to, and most of them went to college at home, all of them went to college at home. Uh, I went to the university myself. I was so impressed with the online studies. It was better than uh, my years at a uh, institution where I went to the classroom. Why? You know why. A whole lot of mess goes on before the classroom, in the classroom, after the classroom, and so forth and so on. Uh, you can go to the class and the door is locked. you got to stand out in the hallway for 15 minutes. Uh, the teacher's not there. The teacher's got, she has her problems, and so she comes in or he comes in late. And then everybody wants to talk about their fishing trip or their trip to Orlando or whatever. You do that for half an hour, 40 minutes. You only got about 15 minutes to try to learn something. And, and, and they don't tell you to read the book. You, don't, you buy the book for $150, but you, can't, you don't read it. And, and not the, the class has nothing to do with the book in most cases. So online was way better for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm more of an introverted person, so 
You can figure that out. Uh, and so my oldest daughter, who did not want to go online, uh, she, she submitted. That's one thing about my daughter, Danny, uh, back in those days. Uh, she may not like something, may not want to do something, but if I told her to do it, she would go ahead on and do it and make the best of it. That's what Christian people do. And uh, they don't get mad about it. They go on and do it and walk by faith. And God has rewarded her tremendously for doing that. But anyway, uh, we found, I, I, I didn't tell my children, but I found out there was some wokeism going on with the president years earlier, before he was busted. She preached, how did you know that Jerry Falwell Jr. was woke before, way before he got busted? Because there was an incident that happened at Liberty University in the music department or the arts department where a homosexual, they, they had invited a person from Broadway to do some work and he was a homosexual. And uh, that blew up on them and uh, I rebuked it harshly uh, in one of our publications and uh, um, Dr. Jerry Falwell Jr. did not. In fact, he kept, I think they kept the person on for a little while or something like that. He, was, he, didn't, he did not respond strongly. But see, that's the, one of the reasons why I wanted my children to go to Liberty University based upon what uh, the vision of Dr. Jerry Falwell Sr., who did not believe in that foolishness and who preached against it. Well, Jerry Falwell Jr. had some other ideas, evidently, way back then. Uh, so, even in a Christian university, uh, you have wokeism today. And so, uh, this is why you need to know Jesus Christ for yourself. You need to read the Bible for yourself, and you need to pray for yourself. And you need to pray for others, and pray for your children. So, there. That's that. Big number two, where the devil is attacking my family right now. My seven children that I had with my wife, I do have other children. But my wife, Marika White, is the first and only woman that I have ever been married to. Otherwise, well, what I'm saying is I have never been divorced. And that was back in the day. But uh, they don't realize that the devil hates them. And so the devil is going to create things to try to take them off course because of the great digital foundation they have set and laid for a massive ministry outreach around the world that is still going today is not as uh, broad as it used to be because you know uh, uh, things change and young people grow up and do other things but it's still a packs a bunch and they help set it up. And so the devil is uh, attacking them through wokeism from their own family members, their own church, 
uh, and people in their church and on their job. They are being impacted by it. Now, I'm not too worried about my children because uh, I was with my children when I raised them. I'm not too wor- I'm not worried about them at all. And because I prayed with them every day of their lives. I read the Bible to them and with them every day of their lives. They heard me preach literally thousands of times. I led them to the Lord myself at the age of seven, each one of them. Seven children, they got saved on their seventh birthday. Uh, And uh, uh, I know my children. And they know me. Why? Because I was there. I didn't send them off to anybody's school or anybody's church. I was their first and only pastor. And uh, I'm the only pastor that they know growing up. Uh, I am their principal and I'm their papa. We homeschool our children. And, uh, and, and the world hates the, all of that. And the devil hates all of that. And, uh, and so they have been t- attacked by family members and church members and uh, people on the job and people that they've met. No doubt they see them as goody two-shoes and they want to defile them and make them evil like them. You say, preacher, you're not worried about them? No, I'm not. I'm not worried about them. If they turn against God and turn against Jesus, uh, they know what's going to happen. I'm not worried about that at all. Will they slip and fall and uh, sin and make mistakes? Yes. As I did and as you did and as everybody else in the Bible and outside of the Bible did. But I believe they're going to come out all right. Because one thing for sure they know I'm going to pray for them. But back to some of the things that have happened and that I'm dealing with even to this day. And, and by the way, it's a miracle that I'm standing here and preaching to you tonight, live and on demand. It's a miracle of God. And, and it's a miracle of God because God showed me exactly what was happening. My oldest daughter and her six siblings never had a loving caring mother that's just the reality and these are not the only children some children have never had a loving caring mother some children have never had a loving caring father and uh, some children like myself had a mother and a father praise God but neither one of them knew what to do based upon the Word of God. And so we still fouled up and messed up our lives with a mother and father in the household. But I thank God they stayed together even though they separated multiple times. And so that's just the way sinful, wicked life is. Things are not perfect when we as we're growing up. And, and, and what God wants us to do is what God led me to do after I left my parents' home. I got saved a little while later by the grace of God. And then I, I saw the, 
the the deficiencies in my life, the holes in my life. And then God led me, after I got saved, to write a book called Letters to Young Black Men. You know why I wrote that book? Because of the holes and the deficiencies I had in my life that my father and mother should have filled in. I learned negatively what not to do and what to do. And so I flipped it around and became a father and a mother, if you will, because I, I wrote a book, Letters to Young Black Men, Letters to Young Black Women. My daughter, Danny, has pretty much lived it to a T. And she helped me with the, the book as well for the young women. And, uh, and thousands of young people have been taught from that book, read that book, uh, down through the years. And to this day, I make uh, part of, I, I live off of the royalties of those books. And I wrote in those books, and most people don't know it, I wrote it, I started writing that book in my 20s, not my 50s or 60s. But you would think a 60-year-old man wrote that book. So, uh, that's how you do that. Once you get saved, you don't need to gripe and complain about what happened in the past. You make the best. That's what Christian people do. They make the best out of a bad situation. And I pass that legacy on to my children. They can do with it what they will, but they know better. See? And you say... And, and, and you say, preacher, you don't have a care in the world that your children are going to fall into the world and into sin and just be destroyed. And everything. I have no care in the world about that. I have no concern about that in the world at all, because they know better. I laid it, I left it all on the field. I gave them everything I got. And if they want to go that route, I'm going to still have the peace of the Lord and the joy of the Lord because I did what I was supposed to do big time. And had them even help me to do the ministry work. Because when they were growing up, they wanted to. And do not, you grown folks, poo-poo on the great work that children can do. Children can do some great work for the Lord. Don't you let them come to Jesus and let them serve Jesus while they want to serve him. You say, well, why didn't your children have a loving mother? Now, here's what the sweet evangelicals would say, which is a lie. And they've lied to men so much. Men only know up from down. Well, see, if you, if you do this for her, and if you treat her this way, and if you say this to her, and on Tuesdays, if you buy some flowers for her, and on Fridays, you get a babysitter that you can't afford with pink hair, and take her out on an expensive dinner, which will take up all of the money you did earn, that you're supposed to pay bills with, because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, and Pastor Jones, and, 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 and Pastor Wife Jones. See? See, if you do all that, then she'll, she'll be more loving towards the children. That's a lot of hell, people. There are some people who are hateful. They're not saved. They're not born again. They don't love anybody. And that's just it. See? 
and, and, and look at the, the, the fallout of all of that evangelical lies. Look at it. How are we doing, evangelicals? Divorce rate just as high as the world. No foundation whatsoever. And don't, don't, don't just look at me and tell me uh, that's just you preaching. You know, some greater men than I. They, they're preaching it now. I've been preaching this for 40-something years. You do it in the family, you do it God's way or no way. Okay? That's it. Because otherwise it's not going to work. So, so why did your children not have a loving mother? This is because I believe my wife, Marika White, is religious, but she is not born again, saved. She's not a born again, saved person. And also, she was not raised properly, like most of us, by her parents. All of my daughters, especially, are hungry to this day for a loving, caring, motherly figure. And yet, some of you, I'm talking to my family members, extended family members, in the family, some of you women, are taking advantage of that and are trying to turn my daughters against the only loving parent they have who when they had pure hearts, they used to call me, their father, the father and the mother, and I don't have a motherly bone in my body. I don't have a female side, because God made me male. Now, he took a, 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 a rib, some ribs out of me to make a female, but I don't have a female side. I don't try to be a female. And you know why I have family members doing this? Because of wokeism. Because one of the tenets of wokeism is to hate the patriarchy. To hate what God set up. I didn't set up the patriarchy. Most men are so sorry today, they would, they would be just fine without the patriarchy. And most have joined with the women against the patriarchy where men ought to be in charge in the home. Men ought to be in charge in the church. Men ought to be seen as leaders <clears throat> and not followers of women. See, they, they, basically they hate men. And so you're trying to put that garbage and that demonic foolishness in the minds of my daughters because you're that way. You hate men, that's why you don't have a man right now. No doubt you have a Bo Peep, uh, a maintenance man coming by to satisfy your sexual needs. Because a plastic penis is not uh, as satisfying as a real man. A vibrator, uh, it's not going to get the job done. There's something missing, isn't it? You need that man. You need a man. God made you to want a man, to desire a man. And you're mad at me, my wife and me because we have sex all the time. We, she, she may try to handle the ministry. May not be the best cook. But 
that that area right now, that's one of the reasons why we're still together. Sex. See. And 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 here you are not having sex, doing whatever you're doing, and you want to come bother us and mess with my children and make them men haters like you are and you're divorced and all of that mess. There's no telling what you're doing now. And you want my precious children to be like you. And to hate men and even hate their father. Their love for me is documented. All of my children. In the book. Titled Dear Papa. That my children. They saw what was going on. My children. I guess they felt sorry for me. Uh, they saw that I was the father and the mother. I was the only one who loved them. My daughter Danita Evangeline edited this book that everybody wrote in, all of the children. Dear Papa, that they wrote, which by the way is on the front of bcnn1.com, blackchristiannews.com, to this day. And it is a blessing. I still read it to this day. They did this on their own. They, they, they got the gift of writing from God through their father. And they, that's how they expressed themselves. Most of them are introverted like I am. And that's how they expressed themselves. They would write me things like, uh, Papa... I know you love us and thank you so much for chastising us today for being bad and I know you did it because you love us because you want us to be better. That's what, I mean, all of them wrote things like that. They understood. Do not underestimate what God is doing in the hearts of your children. And back to my extended family. This is mostly on my wife's side of the family. And, uh, and I, I, I address my mother and my sisters if they're doing that because they, they, they have been the bigger boss in their marriages, big time. My, and, and they are over men in the church, big time. They have no problem with that whatsoever, which makes me believe that they're lost. Why? Because people who are saved, they are very concerned about uh, disobeying God. And when they read it in the Bible, they're not going to just keep on doing it. They're going to stop. If you're born again, if you say, I don't care who you are. You are trying to come between my children and me with your woke, devilish, demonic, blob of Beelzebub foolishness trying to cause a problem between my wife and I at 35 years of marriage. She's been married three times more than most of you, if not all of you. Her parents divorced. The aunt that she was staying with, and only God knows what her aunt was doing. My assistant pastor, who is the nicest man in the world, called her Lady Macbeth. My, 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 uh, you had my wife to stay with her in her divorced situation. 
She's done better than all of you in the, one of the most important parts of life, and that is marriage. Staying marriage is the mark of being successful. And no matter how much you have tried to turn her against her husband, who believes in the, the patriarchy. I believe that men ought to be in charge. That's why you hate my guts. You've heard my preaching for years. And I believe the Bible, that a wife ought to submit to her husband and subject herself to her husband and obey her husband. I don't care whether the American spirit, uh, the American way likes that or not. You're not going to have, and that's one of the reasons why we're married to this day. Because I told your daughter, before we got married, now we're going to do it Ephesians 5 and Ephesians 6 way. We're not going to do it my parents' way, and we're not going to do it your parents' way. Okay? And I said, if you agree to that, we'll get married. And she agreed. And I said, if you change your mind, all bets off. That's what I told her. And she's standing right here. So I led her, even though she is not saved, I led her to do it the Bible way. And one of the reasons why she probably, probably, one of the reasons why she probably, probably did not get a divorce or go for a divorce is because she came out of a home that was divorced and every, all the family members were divorced. Which she knows is a painful situation. She was basically abandoned at the age of 16 to go stay with aunts and all that kind of foolishness. Well, she should have been with you, you uh, uh, with her parents. And because I stand, ladies and gentlemen, because I stand against what evidently some of you support. I'm talking to all of my family, my wife's side. My mama and them, my, my side of the family. Everybody. Okay? And see, you say, well, preacher, why are you preaching about this publicly? Because, see, when you come, when, listen to me. God uh, let me know in no uncertain words. When it comes down to something like wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, deceptionism, no, no, no. We're not doing this in the corner. No, you want you want to bring it? You want to bring it to me, and and bring it to my house? Oh no, we're going we're going to deal with this publicly. We're going to involve anybody we need to involve. If we need to involve the police, the popo, we're going to involve them. I have no shame in my game. Hmm. I have nothing to hide. And, and this, is what, this is what woke people do. They want to try to cause a problem. They want to lie on you. They want to brainwash your wife and your children to hate men. Brainwash your children uh, to, to, to think that Homosexuality and lesbianism is okay because that's what they believe. Because when you hate the man, uh, you I guess you love the woman so much, and and you women get together and pound each other together in the bed with no penis.
to try to get some kind of sexual satisfaction. That is nasty and that is straight from hell. And you want my daughter that I raised to serve God to do, excuse me, mess like that? You, you want to give them a, a vibrator? Give them something that once they, they come to their senses and get married, no man can satisfy them. You want them to accept you with that foolishness when they know it's wrong. And you want to brainwash them against God, against Jesus, and against your father, the so-called patriarchy. Their father, the so-called patriarchy. Because you, and you want to brainwash your own daughter to hate her husband. You want to brainwash my daughters to hate their father. Because I preach and teach the word. And raise them in such a way so that they can have some peace, some kind of order in the household. God knows, Jesus knows, I know, my wife knows, and these my children know. If I did not deal with Marika White the way I did, the way you should have, there had never been any peace in the household. Because as my wife is standing right here with me tonight, she is full of hell and the devil. It's not flesh and blood. Nothing personal. You can't stay together for 35 years and have it to be personal. And we enjoy sex all of the time. You can't just have sex with people. You, a person, you think, I mean, uh, 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 everything is, is about flesh and blood. You can't do that. I know the devil is behind it. I know the devil is behind her nasty attitude and her unwillingness to cooperate in putting the services together like they're supposed to. I know who's behind that. And so I don't hate her, I hate the devil. And I don't hate you. I hate the devil behind you. you your life is already destroyed and messed up and you're trying to destroy my wife and she's done better than you because of God using me. And you want to mess up and destroy my children? Negro, you must be crazy. Uh, if you think I'm not going to say something about you, you are crazy. And I say to my, my mother-in-law, aunts, whoever else in the, on that side of the family, be you homosexual or lesbian, uh, to, uh, to my mother, my sibling, let's get it on. If that's what you want to do, you want to try that mess with me? Because you hate my preaching against homosexuality, against lesbianism, against women ruling over men in the family, in, in the church. This is both sides of the family. I'm not picking on my wife's family. I'm talking to my own mother and my own sisters. I don't want to be bothered. I don't, want to be, I don't even want to be uh, uh, caught up in that mess. It's demonic. One day I witnessed women in the church coming up. They're supposed to be some kind of ministers. And they're they supposed to be laying hands on the people. And they're women, so-called ministers, prophetesses, and, and, and pastors. They call themselves bishops and pastors. 
My mother calls herself an apostle. My sister calls herself a bishop. And they're, they're neither. They're not, neither one of them uh, is what they're calling themselves in God's sight and in the Bible, according to the Bible. And I caught them laying hands. They can't touch the tall man's hand, head, rather. They lay hands on his chest. I said, you got to be kidding me. That is some satanic, demonic foolishness. And that's what's wrong with the church today. And that's why the church is in the mess it is in today. And my mother, who has been ruling over my dad and other men for years, is, 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 doesn't bother her at all. And she raised my daughters to be the same way. And she's trying to, they're trying to put that same spirit in my daughters. See, they raised her daughters the same way. And they want to put that same demonic spirit in my daughters. Wokeism. The woman is in charge. The women run the world. It's all about the women. So much so now we want, now y'all you y'all want to have sex with the women. Put down the man. The man is nothing. See, all that goes together. And homosexual marriage. It's okay with you, which includes, of course. Lesbianism with a couple of you females in my wife's family with your coming here with your low cut male looking man looking haircuts. Uh, my wife and I are doing, which is this is disrespectful, dishonoring, and which is intended to try to cause a problem between my wife and I. That's why you're trying to sneak up on us. See. You can't believe that uh, your daughter, your niece, is married to a man who believes that a man ought to be in charge over the wife and over the family. You can't believe that uh, your family member, your daughter, your niece, your sister, uh, does not believe women can preach over men and pastor over men. That's not in the Bible. That's not God's word. That's just men uh, giving in to women uh, for uh, some for, for reasons that are not good. Trying to come in between my wife and I of 35 years this month. You don't even know how that feels. And now that we have the uh, empty nest, if she wanted to leave, she could leave now. She could have left once the children left. She didn't want to do that. And, uh, and listen to me. And the only way I can explain it is God. God did it. God is the one who led her to, to tell you, oh no, I'm the problem here. Let me come in. Let me try to come in and tell uh, and condemn my husband and and, and 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 hate my husband for no reason and try to get me to hate him. No, I'm the problem. I've been the problem this in this marriage. And and you could y'all couldn't believe it after talking to her for an hour that she walked over to me and asked me and and my children know they were shocked. I was shocked. She has never done this before in front of people. 
But God did something in her heart. And uh, she came over to me and said, uh, Daddy, listen, uh, they want me to go over to eat dinner with I just want to ask you, is that okay? Da, 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 da. And that's what she should have done. And she did it on her own. Uh, being around you uh, uh, people acting like wild animals, uh, she, she, she should have really waxed proud and arrogant, but she didn't do that. Somehow she knew that this was nothing but some foolishness. And at that point, uh, she and I both never really talked that much about wokeism. We heard about it. We knew some elements of it, but, and I knew more than she did. But God told me that's exactly what this is. And then you want to try and watch this. I wrote the book, Letters to Young Black Men. I wrote the book, Letters to Young Black Women. I wrote the book when black preachers preach. Don't I, I'm the editor-in-chief of Black Christian News. Don't come tr- telling me and telling my children about they need to be more pro-black. They need to be down with black lives matter. Negro, you have lost your mind. I love being black. I married a black wife. I wear black suits. If I had my choice, I'll have a black car and I'll black top the parking lot. I love black. I love being black. Black power. But at the same time, uh, I'm not for Black Lives Matter. And I ain't marching nowhere. All the marching has been done. Dr. Mar- I, I, I guess Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. died in vain. All that he did. This is nothing but foolishness. And and, and want to give my children some black books. Or this, that, and other. No, they already read it. But we, listen, we do a podcast called Black History in the Black Church. What are you talking about? It's all made up foolishness. Trying to make them think, just like the devil in the garden, that they're missing out on something. That's what wokeism is. It's the same mess that went on in the garden. Eve being deceived by the devil. That's why I call wokeism, the new name is deceptionism. Making people think they're missing out on something when they're not missing out on anything. When you find God and you find Christ, let me tell you something. And you read the Bible, that's the greatest education you'll ever receive in your life, buddy. You'll be wiser than you. Wiser than older family members who don't obey the word of God. And yes, children, there are family members in our family who are old and they're lost. They're religious. They talk church talk. But behind the scenes, they're lost and on their way to hell, and they know it. And as I was talking about, you're trying to brainwash my wife, which you can't, and, and trying to brainwash my children. And I told my family, you know what? I told my wife and my children, you cannot revise history. You can't. 
And, I, and the, the other reason why, and the other, other thing I credit for my wife's response to you is the fact that this woman has heard me pray every day of her life. I have prayed with my wife every day of her. How, how about you? Have, y'all, have you all been doing that? Nope. I have prayed with my wife and read the Bible to my wife every day for 35 years, December the 19th. Why don't you send my wife and I some money like you sent to my children that you don't know because you feel guilty about never doing anything for them? Uh, how about $3,500? You and the family, y'all love us so much. Send us $3,500 for staying mad. You ought to reward us for staying mad for 35 years. And you can only make 3.5 years. Don't come to me with this foolishness. And I, I'm not only preaching this to you. This is small potatoes to me. I, I, I can handle you people with a pinky. This is small potatoes. It's a shame I got to even deal with this. But you know what? I thank God it all happened this way. Because I'm helping other people to stand up against this demonic foolishness. Because see, most people don't even know what's happening. Most people, if you had done this foolishness to them, they would have not, they would have been, they would have been shocked. But because I'm prayed up, therefore your daughter's prayed up, your niece is prayed up, <coughs> your sister's prayed up. If she is saved, she's prayed, she's prayed up in the sense that she watched me get prayed up. And maybe it rubbed off or something, I don't know. But God did something in her heart. And yes, since you've been here, we've had more sex than we've ever had in our lives, if you must know. And yes, sex is important, isn't it? And it says a lot about your marriage. Because most people who are married today, they don't even have sex. That's why they're so horny and going for other people like T.J. Holmes <coughs> and Robach. Acting stupid and losing everything. That, that's the reason why I'm mad at them. Their adultery, their fornication, that's bad enough. But to be stupid, to seemingly, proudly, arrogantly hurt your mates and your children publicly, looking like two imps, allowing yourself to be. Uh, 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 record it all the way to the whole house. Come on, man. Then when a show up on television the next day, all arrogant and proud, I want this wonderful week to go. This is what T.J. Holmes said. You, you, boy, you are you're insane. You lost your mind. And now you don't have a job. And I hope they never give it back to you because nobody wants to see you. Other than uh, Don homosexual women. Which my wife miraculously. Uh, your attempts have not been. Successful. My wife is shockingly. More committed. To the marriage. Now than ever. 
before, even though we are in the empty nest phase of our marriage and life. And in case you are wondering, I'm going to say it again, we have sex nearly every day. During that time, we were having sex every day because we were on a 20-day binge. Encourage other people to do it during that time who were married, legally married. And so it is just not proper for you to be pushing my daughters. And my sons are not going to do this, so I'm not worried about that. But don't even push them either to bring you to my house without calling first. I don't even know you that well. We're not, we're not family like that. Come on now. Come on now. No, we ain't family like that. And my wife and I are one. Both times you came here, she showed me the, most, uh, the utmost respect. And you thought she was weak, silly-minded, and was going to fall to your demonic, satanic, woke foolishness. And she fooled you, and she fooled me too. Unannounced. As you did. Last Saturday, when I was, in the article I said naked, I was butt naked, in the back with my wife. When you came and knocked on the door. And you are getting mad. Because we didn't hurry to the door. I, I, I can't stop. I'm, I'm like Brother Madison. Brother Sammy Madison. One day. Somebody was trying to get his attention. Knocking on the door. Calling or something like that. And he didn't answer. And uh, they tried to accuse him of not answering. And so he said, he just told the truth. He said, man, I was in the cut. And those of you in the hood, you know what the cut is. I can't just get about the cut. And got to get, get ready and get cleaned up and go in and uh, host people and, and have people that I don't even know in my house. Come on, people. You can't do that. And, and, and you, <coughs> you read the publication, BCN1. You saw that I announced to all Christian people who are married, have sex, I think it was for 21 days. Why did I do that? Because most Christians don't have sex, as they should. And that's why they end up in the funny papers, texting married women and everything else and committing adultery. And all. Listen, let me tell you something about that. <clears throat> let me tell you, all, all preachers know they ought not to be texting a, a, another man's wife. All men ought to know that no man, I don't give a flip if he's a pastor, a priest, bishop or not, should be texting your wife. In fact, he should not have your wife's number. Period. Because here's what I know about men. They don't want me to say the truth of my sweet evangelicals. If you're texting a woman and y'all talking about drinking and cussing and everything else and all that, you're flirting with that man's wife and you're trying to get her to a position because what you're trying to do, son, is get her panties, get into her panties. That's what you're trying to do. Let me just tell the truth and shame the devil. My sweet evangelicals, you lying hypocrites. You're trying to get into her panties. 
No, there's not no brother, sister, little lovey dovey. Come on, man. Get the heck out of here. I mean, I mean, the lost world knows this. The lost world is to this day is mocking this preacher. And I, I heard this. I didn't want to say anything about it. I, 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 I saw it today, and I was going to have my wife to put it up, but my son beat us to the punch. You up here? I mean, after three months, that's why you need a you need a year. Up here trying to convince people and talking to the people and telling them that you texted that woman uh, and flirted with that man's wife and everything like that because of a uh, of a, 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 a brain cancer uh, 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 diagnosis. Uh, what 10, 15 years ago? You 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 ain't nothing wrong with your brain. You got some other problems, but you know that's not the problem, son. No, no, no. You, you don't know me. All men know that. Lost people know it. It was the lost... <clears throat> pardon me. The lost crowd that got better sense than that. They the one gave him the hardest time. People who were not saved. Said, no man does that. Unless you're trying to get into her panties. You like her so much, and she's so happy, so cheerful. Unlike your wife, you try, huh? That's all. And I like the young preacher. I'm not mad at him. But tell the truth and shame the devil. Don't come back after three months. Well, we, you know, I had my brain examined. Your your brain needs to be examined because you you're doing crazy and you're talking crazy, man. You don't do that, no man. I don't know any preacher does that. That's a no-no. That's tantamount to committing adultery. Anyway, Elizabeth Retief, who is a divorce mediator, not lawyer, and relationship uh, counselor and author, said in answering a question, Do you think that it is okay to insist that adult children always call before stopping by for a visit. Now let me just flip this. How many adult children you know want daddy and mommy to come to the house un, uh, unannounced? No phone call, just pop up. I don't know of any because there's no telling what they might be doing. I know we're older but we're still young at heart. <laughs> and there's no telling what we might be doing. Okay, it's gonna and, and if you if you knock, it may take us a half an hour to an hour to get to the door. If 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 we won't even go to the door. Because once once the deed is done, you wanna just lie around for a little while and get yourself back together and get your composure and, and get some sleep. Okay. Okay. Now, just my child, I, I might move faster. But you bring a Negro I don't recognize. And I think it's the last devil that came the last time. Because they look just alike with the bald heads. I'm not moving that quick. 
And so, dear friends, as I come to a close, her answer <coughs> was, your home, your rules. That's what Mrs. Retief said. And I believe this is something that's, that needs to be dealt with, and I believe that most people understand this. Out of respect for the people, even out of respect for your grown children, let them know you're coming. Amen. Yes, sir. Unless you try, you, you suspect they're doing something evil and wrong, you want to pop up on them. You, I mean, that's your prerogative, but it's also their prerogative not to open the door. And that is your prerogative as well if they come. And especially if they bring somebody with them that you don't know. She said, if you don't like people just stopping by for a visit without calling. And see, and see, my daughters know I'm a very introverted person, a very private person. My wife is that way. And most of my children are that way. I would say all of my children are that way. They can they can go on in life without having a whole lot of people around. My daughter Danny, like her grandfather, uh, is is more you know gregarious, and she can do like I do. I can I can turn it on you know if I have to do that if I got to, if I have to greet people and talk to people. I can do it if I want to. I don't want to do it. I can, but I can do it. My son Daniel the fourth has learned how to do it. He's he's not a he's not a gregarious individual, but he he learned how to to do that. My daughter Danita learned how to do it. I would imagine all of my children are going to learn how to do that. Something I learned how to do. I can I can talk with you and and so forth and so on, but I really don't want to. Not really. You say, preacher, you're not giving the hospitality? No, I'm not. That's why I'm not a pastor, I guess. Now, there are pastors who are giving the hospitality. I know a pastor in Arlington, Texas. He told me, he bought my books, and, you know, he sat down in his living room, you know, probably with the socks off, or socks on, or whatever, you know, and gathered some young men around and went to it and, and, and taught my book. Uh, I believe his wife did the same thing with my other book. That's what he told me. Now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that with my own book. I wouldn't. I don't want. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna gather about ten to twelve people in my house. In my house, and I'm gonna do that. I'm not doing that. That's not what I want to do. Now, if God tells me to do it, I'll do it. But I, that is not. That's not a fun time to me. But to a pastor who's given the hospitality, got people coming over. All the time and down, you come to the office all the time. No, no, I got to have a schedule. I got to know you're coming. Now, with my children, I'm more relaxed. If they're coming by themselves and all that, it would be nice for them to let me know they're coming so my wife can clean the house up and all of that and make room for them to sit and all of that. But other Negroes. Mm -mm, that I don't even know. I, I don't care if you claim to be family to me. That don't mean anything to me. That does not mean a hill of beans to me. We don't know each other like that. My children are different. 
Didn't come any time. But it would be nice that they would even let me know, give me a heads up, because uh, out of respect for me, which I would show them the same respect. Even if they got mad, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be knocking on the door. These are my grandchildren. I want to see my grandchildren. Ah, Negro, no. That ain't working. <laughs> Woo. Let me wrap this up. First, that is 100%. You're right, she said. It's okay. And all people need to understand, just because your family does not mean you can just come over and go over to people's houses and all that. No, 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 no. Familiarity breeds contempt. It's okay. It's okay to have some distance and to have some respect and decorum and everything with your family. And not only is it okay, it's important. Because you see your papa one way, but papa and mama see each other a different way, see. And you have to respect that. And I see you one way. I see you as my precious loving daughter. But your husband may see you in a different way. He should. Amen. And I mean that. And, and it's a matter of respect. Just because someone is your adult child, she said, does not mean you have to make an exception to that rule for them. Okay? I'm going to stop there tonight. Okay, so not only am I preaching the passage dealing with wokeism, the passage, Second Timothy chapter 3, is all wokeism. That's what it is. It was predicted by Paul from a jail cell 2,000 plus years ago, right at 2,000 years ago. And God has opened up for us, God laid on my heart to preach right on through it. And and so that may be theoretical to some people, but I'm not dealing just with the uh, theoretical part. I'm dealing with the actual part of wokeism. This, this mess here has really, this mess here has happened. Okay, it's, uh, I'm dealing with the practical aspect of this. Because you're going to see this if you have not seen this. See, some, of you just, uh, you, some of you have been hit up with this and you didn't know what was going on. See, they, see woke people, they specialize in shocking. They specialize in popping up. They specialize in if they don't like what you preach or what you teach and... and, and, and Painting your house yellow. They specialize. They love doing shocking things like this. They practice what Dr. Uh, uh, what's his name? Dr. Ed Young. Calls reductionism. They want to reduce you down to nothing. They want to subject you to them. And they want to control your life. They'll, they'll, they'll sit out in the street. See, this is, this is mind-bending, shocking foolishness. You're going to sit your behind out in the street, stopping traffic when the cars can, can roll over, roll you, roll, roll uh, over you. 
risking your life for some animals or some climate change? You want to take a bucket of yellow paint and paint the front of my house? You want to go into the museum? I mean, who thinks of stuff like this but woke devilish people who are being possessed? You want to go into the museum with a bucket of paint and paint over the Mona Lisa that costs about uh, uh, $10 million? Negro, you have lost your mind. That's what woke people do. They believe in shocking. They intentionally come over when you're not expecting them. They want to try to catch you. They don't want you to be prepared. But see, when you're prayed up, this is why I've told you people to pray without ceasing. When you're prayed up, you're not going to be shocked by anything. You're not going to be even hurt by it. Because that's the design of it. It is to shock you, to hurt you, to bring you down, to reduce you. Okay? So you need to, you say, how do you combat it, preacher? You need to pray without, see, first of all, you need to be born again. And you need to be saved. I believe my wife was victorious over that foolishness because she's hooked up to a man who prays without ceasing and leads her to pray whether she wants to pray or not and reads the Bible with her. We read the Bible today. We read five chapters today together in the chronological Bible. What I mean by that is I'm sitting down. She's standing beside me. I'm reading it out loud and I, I tell her to read it while I'm reading it, meaning I'll read like verse three and a half and I'll, I'll call on her, make sure she's paying attention. She has not missed yet since we started using the verse. Glory be to God for that. We prayed up, so don't come. I mean, you, you're fighting against God when you come messing with us, man. We prayed up. And I heard that there's some more plots and plans to, to try to get us and so forth and so on. And so if you hear of anything, people, it is a satanic plot and plan. And if you hear some negativity or whatever, uh, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. And I don't hate the people. I don't hate my family members. I don't hate uh, the church that my children have gone to and the pastor and the pastor's wife. Uh, for their work as well. And and got people in the church uh, pushing them to do this woke foolishness. <clears throat> I don't hate them. I believe the devil is behind them and using them. And God keeps the score. You say, well, preacher, don't you want to have a uh, 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 wonderful... Uh, sweet back and forth communication with your children and and uh, get together for this and that and so forth. Uh, we've had this for 32 years now. Okay, no, for 35 years. And, and with the children for 31 years. Buddy, we've had, and you must understand, when I say we've had uh, great times together and wonderful times and a lot of time. I mean that because every day of our lives from the time we got up, we were together until the time we went to bed, we were together. 
God, that's what God led me to do when my oldest daughter, Danny, was a little baby. God told me, you need to stay home and you, de- you need to do a ministry from here and come off the road because your wife is not, she's not rising to the occasion. So as to protect my children from my own wife, I came home. And I stayed with my children until they left home. I baptized all of my children. I led my children to the Lord, and I baptized them. I know where I baptized them, too. I can remember it to this day. We, we, we've been together. See? See? And so the, the truth is, we don't have a whole lot to talk about because they know everything that I'm going to say, and I know what they know. See? Now, if you have an accomplishment, a graduation, a certain award, a reward, or you're getting married, or you're having a baby, and things like that, we can talk about things like that, but we have talked about everything under the sun. <clears throat> okay, and, and we'll forever be close like that. And then I'm praying for them every day, and, and they, they, my daughter Danita told me, she feels those prayers. And, I, and so I believe that they're going to be fine by the grace of God. And if not, God will deal with them because I gave them all to the Lord. I told him I would do that. Thank you. I thanked him for the privilege of raising my children and, and, and uh, remembering their cherubic days and taller days and all of that. I thank God for all of that. And I thank the Lord for that even in the beginning. And I also said that when it's time, Lord, I'll give them back to you. Thank you for the privilege of letting me raise them. And so with that, my beloved, let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Lord, I praise you and I thank you so much for this message series. I thank you how you have led me to deal with it and to be transparent about it to help other people so that they can understand what is happening in their own families. For some families have already been destroyed because they didn't know what they were dealing with. Uh, Some children have already died because of wokeism. They got into depression, the fetal position, uh, sadness, uh, no purpose, uh, nihilism, where they got to the point where nothing mattered anymore. Uh, their friends were turning against them, were trying to turn them into evil people like they are. They became suicidal, and some have killed themselves, and some have carried themselves in such a way that they died. It is a satanic demonic spirit that is destroying the lives of so many young people and even older people so thank you lord for giving me a revelation about it and giving me this passage thank you lord for dr bradford thank you lord for dr ed carter um, not ed carter ed ed young Uh, Just a few preachers have preached on it. 
and Lord is so refreshing and such a blessing uh, with to hear truth preached against the mind-bending deceptionism that is in the world and now Holy Father God <clears throat> thank you for the energy the strength the unction and the anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word the whole counsel of God and uh, thank you Lord for the love in my heart for my immediate family my extended family and the people out there in the world that I don't even know uh, and thank you for giving me the grace to deal with such a difficult uh, painful situation but in such a way that Lord you gave it to me with, and, and, and you have made it so clear to me what is going on and so I pray that you'll save all of my children from it as you have saved their souls. I pray that they will not allow themselves to get brainwashed by family members, uh, friends, foes, church members, or anybody else, or pastors, or pastor, uh, pastor's wives, or mentors, people on the job. I pray that you will uh, give them all jobs that they own and operate as they did when they were here. They can work from home and be the leaders that I raised them to be for your glory, praise, and honor, as I told them even tonight, uh, that uh, they will not be followers, but leaders. And I thank you so much for their help in the ministry. For such a time as this, Lord, and as I have shared with them, the devil hates them for setting me up to do this. And uh, uh, even to this day, monitoring these services and making sure everything goes well. I give you the glory, praise, and honor. Now, Lord, by your grace, by your might, by your miracle-working power, help me to preach the gospel, save those who are lost, and revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight and you probably didn't get all of what I said tonight, uh, but uh, you understood some of it, the main thing I want you to understand is how to get saved from the power of your sin and how to get saved from the power, or rather the punishment of hell by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> First, dear friend, understand that you are a sinner, that you are lost, that you've done evil in God's sight. We all have. I am a sinner and the chief of sinners. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even Joel Osteen is a sinner. We all have sinned against God. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are guilty, every last one of us, of breaking the laws of God. And the Bible says 
the wages of sin is death. And dear friend, the most horrifying thing about living is dying. Don't let anybody fool you. Everybody is afraid of dying. Because once you die, you don't know what's going to happen. God has told us what's going to happen. One thing for sure that's going to happen is that we're all going to die. The Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Believe the Bible. Now, if God will allow you to live on this beautiful ball called earth, hanging on nothing but his word, out in the middle of space, God wants you to understand, my dear friend, if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, he will allow you to die and go to hell if you reject Jesus Christ, if you refuse to believe in him, if you're too proud to get saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, you will go to hell to burn forever according to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than all of the prophets and all of the apostles. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. And God sent me to tell you that that's where you're going if you don't believe in his son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. He paid your sin debt. Now, if you love your sin and your partying and your jam, jam, boogie, boogieing, and your running women and running men, committing fornication and committing adultery, lying, stealing, and robbing, killing, murdering people, uh, and all of that, you, you love that more than you love God and knowing God, then you will go to hell. And you will spend eternity in hell. For God, Jesus Christ said, the most loving, the most magnificent, and the most uh, important words ever said in the history of the world. When he said, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell forever, but have everlasting life in heaven. This is a great deal. But Jesus Christ said that people love darkness more than they love light. Are you that way? If you are, and you reject Jesus Christ at this point, or in any, and for the rest of your life, you will go to darkness forever, to perish forever, to burn in the flames of hell forever for violating God's law, His Ten Commandments. But you don't have to go there, my dear friend. You can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, call on his name in prayer, and get saved tonight, and go to that beautiful, wonderful place 
which is far more beautiful than anything you've ever seen, including this earth, that place called heaven. And so I would urge you strongly to get saved tonight from hell by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow me in prayer, believing in your heart in Jesus Christ that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. Let's pray. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a wicked sinner and I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have violated your law and I know I deserve punishment I know I deserve to go to hell forever. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. And uh, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Please help me to change. And please help me to turn from my evil, wicked ways. And help me to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the newness of life. For it is in your holy name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart tonight in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you prayed that prayer with me and meant it from your heart, then according to the words of God in the words of Jesus Christ, you are now saved by the grace of God not by works of righteousness which you have done, but by the works uh, of righteousness that Jesus Christ did when he suffered and bled and died on the cross for our sins, becoming the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. Your salvation is a free gift to you. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. He died for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Now, dear friend, to become the Christian that God wants you to become. Uh, I want you to go to gospellightsociety.com. That is our evangelistic uh, uh, ministry arm. Gospellightsociety.com. And tap on the book titled, What to Do After I Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And now that you have believed in Jesus Christ, you entered through the door. And you need to know what to do. You need to know the next steps. And so this book will help you. It is a free book. It is a free download. Download it free of charge and read it. And it will give you the next steps, tell you everything you need to do as a new born-again Christian. Also, 
uh, on the lower part of that site uh, is uh, the populating of podcasts, which will lead you to thousands of podcasts uh, on nearly 50 different subjects that will help you to grow in the faith and become a strong soldier and disciple for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Email us at any time and uh, let us know that you got saved so that we can pray for you and also send you more materials free of charge.